I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Julia Rayside, and I'd like to invite you aboard my podcast. Always There is the only podcast to navigate through every single episode in order of the 1980s seafaring soap opera, Howard's Way. You don't have to love Howard's Way or even remember it. We're going to talk about it anyway, because I think it's brilliant. Somebody's nicked my bloody boat! The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. I'm Mark Haynes. And I'm Julia Rayside. And over the next four months, we'll be taking you through the highs and lows of Strictly Come Dancing. All the winners. The losers. The huge name stars and the other ones. The inevitable relationship traumas. The gags. The pitiful gags. The awful, awful gags. The wonderful outfits. The complex structure of bets that could leave you better off by one million pounds. And everything that happens both on and off the dance floor. It's the curse of Strictly. Keep listening, subscribing, telling your friends and dancing. Appalling. It's absolutely awful. Uh, then we have Chris and Karen. Their scores uh, were 7, 7, 6 and 6 for a total of 26. Um, there's something slightly off with the, with the judging panel when Bruno is giving you a lower mark than, than Craig Rebel Hall would. That's, yeah, uh, that seemed a bit weird and he, almost yeah. as if... Craig was like irritated. Yes, I think so, and I think I mean I mean there is a uh, you know, the entertainment side of Strictly. This isn't a competitive sport, and there is a sense of I am sure there has been some kind of production meeting where they're sort of going, "It's time for Chris to move aside now." Mm. Um, and so those low marks they didn't seem to come necessarily from the dance that they'd watched, but more from a sense of in general. Yeah, <laughs> okay, you know the, this is going one direction, so we're going to move it that way quicker. Yeah, and it felt a bit like that. They danced to Queen's "Somebody to Love." Um, I watched this imagining that this was Karen and Mai's wedding dance enjoyed that barely <laughs> saw through the tears it was a Viennese waltz and it was a weird choice yes. of tune uh, what would you have, what would you like to dance to if, you, if someone gave you a tune oh that's a great question if I was doing a Viennese waltz Mr Vane yeah a good probably one. <laughs> yeah Barbie girl uh... <laughs> I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility that someone has done a dance to Barbie girl I bet they have haven't they but I don't, I don't think it's three four so <laughs> mm. uh, Chris his arm was a little bit slack in this and he looks a bit namby-pamby <laughs> for me. Didn't like to see the way he was wasting that uh, opportunity with Karen Howe. And he is a bit, he just sort of looks the wrong shape all yeah. the time. It doesn't help that the, they dress him badly as well. Right. So everyone else they'll put in like, you know, like Kelvin was in his tails and, you know, Karim's mm. been in a beautiful white suit. Uh, Chris in this one had a sort of brocaded zip-up uh, jumpsuit. Oh yeah, it was, yeah. yes. He jumpsuited With it. a really Really sort of gold zip. Yeah. It made him look a little bit like a restaurant in an, in an upmarket Indian restaurant. Yeah. I did not like it as a look. I, I just, it, it didn't sort of... It didn't do him any favours, No. They, they are very much a couple who lack chemistry. You get the impression they're good mates. Possibly. Or, because... Um, or are they hiding it? Well, yeah, because my, yeah, my fiancé was pointing out that mm. they... They didn't touch each other during the after bit upstairs with, yeah. um, with Claudia. And she was saying they're either 
like doing it loads <laughs> and hiding it or there's something really off yeah i think it's i think it's off and i think what it's come oh, down okay. to is i think she was she is a, a, a tremendous dancer and i think she was hoping that this year would be the year that she gets to go to the final. I right. think one of the things that really is underreported about all of Strictly is actually how competitive the dancers are. These are people at the top of their profession. Yeah. And, you know, to win Strictly is not a prize in a game show. It's a serious thing for them. And I think when they are put with someone who isn't able to take them where they want to go, I think it must be very frustrating. That first week, I, w- I, I really wish, I don't know, maybe they do this, but they should do it in future if they don't. Mm. Because didn't well certainly in the early days didn't they have the celebrity in the room and then the dancer would come in? Yes, yeah. they should do it the other way around. <laughs> so have the dancer in the room, have the celebrity come in, and have the dance go. Oh, <laughs> That's a really good idea. That really? is an excellent idea. But as you say, I mean, the, the people who follow Strictly, of course, they are following as much for the dancers as the people they're dancing with. Mm. And I think that ugh, there is so much Strictly talk and sort of side project and i say that as very much an unofficial low-hanging fruit of that <laughs> ilk but one of the things I, th- I think that they they should do is they should take the dancing far more seriously and the dancers far more seriously yeah i think the reason they don't is they don't want to build up their profiles and then they'll have to renegotiate their um fees there is that which there's been quite a lot of turnover though hasn't there there weren't very yeah. many dancers that i there's, there's always been the suggestion that quite a lot of the dancers get a bit too big for their boots. Ooh. And so they begin doing commercial stuff and then they begin saying, I've got an agent and I want to have a look at this uh, fee. And uh, it's right. just easier and quicker for everybody to just go, well, kill you them. are no longer a part of this show. Thank <laughs> you very much for your call. I thought we wouldn't have given click. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, yeah, there's a certain amount of turnover. But uh, as we as we get into the period as well where a lot of big names are, are not going to be doing strictly or we've gone through most of the people that would do it mm. i think you know that, that that focus on dancers would be a really really good idea that would be great wouldn't it because mm. there, there must have been a point where anton has just gone oh come on <laughs> he had his own show for a while the, yeah. the quiz show was it called the wall it was oh was it yeah was that... and it had a moving wall that just used to flatten people yeah my friend marcus went on the first episode of that ah, did he yeah oh, i loved that show. it was ridiculous it was and really re- funny it was so much more they sort fun. of dressed up they they dressed them as they dressed sort of celebrities as, as sperms <laughs> and then knocked them over with a massive foam wall i mean what's not to love <laughs> i think danny dyer's got one at the moment which i think is also so called the wall, oh. and it's and when when I heard that he's doing that one, they've sort of advertised it on Strictly where they go join Danny Dyer afterwards to the wall. The first thing I think is, does that mean the good wall is no longer? You know that that name is not even a thing where they're going. Well, what if the good wall comes back? They're not doing it. They're just like the wall is now the bad wall. Oh, bring back the good wall. <laughs> um, I, I felt that the whole thing about this as well was was I thought Karen she looked so sad at the end of it when the judges were there. She wasn't hopeful in any way. The dream that they might be able to pull this out of the bag and make the final, I think was really dead for her. Yeah. And she looked constantly as if she was about to burst into tears. Oh. It was really sad to see, especially when Chris was still sort of joking around. Yeah. You know when you meet horrible couples and there's a bloke who's really boorishly going, <laughs> and there's a woman next Who to him who's really tired. upset, tired. <laughs> yeah. It felt a bit like that. I'm not saying he's boorish, Chris. I think he's a genuine, lovely young man. But just that was the the, the, the visual image that yeah. I got. Stop I thought making it was jokes and learn the dance, Chris. <laughs> yes. Shirley said, too many mistakes, but I admire you. <laughs> Which... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, that's a thousand needles, isn't it? It really is. Please just say I was great. Um, yeah. And uh, Bruno said... You were uh, definitely here. 
get oh, Bruno on. The, uh, this is the first dance in the semi-final. And Bruno says, we really appreciate your hard work and what you put into the show. I've not gone yet. Yeah. You know? No, that's absolutely what your boss says to you just before you're fired. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you for all your hard work. And poor old Chris is still sort of like, oh, well, you know, might, might do it. I've been, it. beaten the odds. Got one more done. Oh. you got Karen standing next to him like an owner taking a bouncing dog to the vets, <laughs> <laughs> knowing that it's too expensive to fix. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have Karim and Amy, and they dance their Argentine tango. Oh, um, you've got to love an Argentine tango. That's good, isn't it? You? It's often a highlight in Strictly because yeah. it's just the that's the one that I think we all go, that's proper dancing. That. I, we had one class of Argentine tango at drama school. Mm-hmm. And I could have had sex with everyone in the room <laughs> after that. It was amazing. I think at drama school you can. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, there was a little video to start this up where. They would it's been round. I mean, it's a very much a producer's idea of what entertainment is. And they'd gone round <laughs> and got the public to just say, you know, come on, Andrews, or whatever it would be. This had a, a little thing where Amy turns to Karim and she goes, I got something to cheer you up a bit. And she gave him the laptop. <laughs> and there was a couple who just went, Good luck, Karim and Amy. And it was really flat. And I thought, oh, this is not a great start. He was very good though at the he, Oh, this is so moving. Thanks, everyone. He is. Those videos were great because everyone, all the um, celebrities, after they'd seen their videos, said, it's it's so brilliant because I'm not doing this for me. Yes. I'm doing it for, for the people. Yeah, it's... No, you're not. It's like when people say, I just don't want... I don't want my kids to be proud of me. It's They don't care. You're just doing a silly show. And this, I mean, I, I think my favourite is Kelvin actually said after one of his, he said... Um, he said, I'd like to thank everyone, but I don't know the names. Yeah, you know? That's great. <laughs> Amazing. Oh. Just just to be clear, if I'm ever on Streetly Come Dancing, mm. I'm I'm only doing it for me. <laughs> Good. This was a, 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 a an odd one for me because it really showed up. The, the relationship between Amy and Karim is one that we find fascinating. And it's basically the relationship between a quite pushy stage school mother and her <laughs> talented but very, very pressurised son. <laughs> <laughs> right, she did talk about him being like a little brother. She did. So I thought, ah, oh, they're probably she not did. doing it then. They always get to a thing at the end of their dances, which have been, by and large, phenomenally good. Mm. They get to a bit where, you know how her dances end one of two ways. The dancers either hold hands and then turn away and walk off. And you go, oh, what could have been? Or they turn <laughs> to each other and they go, we're about to have a kiss. Right? That's, <laughs> that's the only way that dances can end. And Karim, whenever he gets into, like he did in the last dance here, whenever they have the bit where their heads turn in, I think you're always about a third of a second away from Amy going, look, Karim, I really like you, but um, it (laughs) always seems like that. I think of you as a little brother, really. Oh, cheers, mate. (laughs) Rubbish. Spent 50 quid down Garfunkel's tonight. (laughs) Shouldn't have bothered. She's quite a bit taller than him, and that really really showed up in this. Yeah, uh, that doesn't help. In this tango. And they've hidden that really well previously. I think they've always seemed to be quite sort of on the level, but I think she had to wear her big heels for this one. Oh, and the other, um, having talked about the dancers being stars and things, Mm. Vincent came back. Yes. And he trained them in the the Argentine tango. Like a little cameo of of sort of going... he looked like a sort of, you know, grizzled grown-up man. Didn't he? I've I've come out of retirement for one last thing. I passed. Do you know what that's like? That's like if, if you had 
a film about dance. So Step Up, for example, which right. is super. If you have Step Up, it's a I'm bit like... I'm learning so much about it. I would never... <laughs> I can't remember who's in Step Up, but it might be someone like Mandy Moore. And <laughs> Step Up wasn't a huge hit at the cinema, but it did well on DVD. And so <laughs> about six years afterwards, they go, we could make Step Up too. But they go, oh, but Mandy Moore, she's like 23 now. No one wants to see an old woman dancing on stage. <laughs> and so what they'd get is they'd get Mandy Moore in to sort of be the woman who sort of goes, yeah, I remember when I did it, you know, and this is how you do it. And I'll pass on my tricks. Like Rocky's trainer. Exactly like Rocky's trainer. And that's what Vincent felt like. Yeah. I'm going to give him the formula. I loved yeah, all that. Little cameos. Great. You don't see, and he has done some, it takes, takes two and things like that. But you don't see the old dancers enough. Bring them mm, back. Yeah. Have a big like room full of them, like coaching Anton. Wasn't there a bloke called Ian, yes. Early Doors? Yeah. He was the one I'd, I'd have wanted to dance with. Yeah. He still does a bit of It Takes Two every now and oh, then. Oh, jolly good. He, so, uh, he, se- he seemed nice. Yes, he did. I think they've, they've obviously kept the ones around that are nice. Yeah. He so seemed it's... kind. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd have needed a kind one. It would be fantastic if they put on season one, just so you could watch it and you could see all those people that you, you know, the dancers that you didn't know. And you would know now you'd go, impossible to work work with <laughs> genuinely horrible person who is it i don't know that's how i know he's horrible you know? <laughs> uh, karim and amy danced to this really generic music in this argentine tango which mm. i thought was a shame because the music is a, another thing that really is part of the excitement i think if they'd have slapped them in with the james bond theme this would have been Ooh, a yeah. legendary just that and then you're you know what the james bond theme is, I, okay? I a little don't need to don't need that, to try that and help I do you know. out with what sounded like a monkey <laughs> yeah, yeah. laying an egg <laughs> <laughs> for, for a minute i just thought you were having a stroke so. <laughs> um it didn't move me this dance i gotta say yeah it didn't particularly it looked like it was technically really brilliant yeah and difficult yeah yeah it, but that, that's mainly it just looked really hard and something being difficult going oh i did it and it's really difficult you go but did it make it better yeah don't know then do something a bit easier that's gonna look cool exactly do something really easy that's brilliant yeah that's my advice yeah that's my that's my career yeah and then we came from the brilliant bit (laughs) and then we came back round and we we started from the top again so we had uh, anton and emma doing their uh waltz which got an eight two nines and a ten for 36 yeah Uh, did did you find yourself aging watching this i did yeah (laughs) um i mean like you were saying that post-war thing i Mm. almost think it's pre that yes yeah <laughs> i feel like you should you know anton should have been dressed as a gi <laughs> that would be a good look for him it would i gotta say he, i think it would he, work he worked really hard in this not to over gun and over emote he did didn't he yeah and yeah it was so much better as a result yeah it was, it was it, and it was nice and it was nice to have something of a different tempo but you do get you know it's a saturday night mm. it's a saturday night entertainment show the jumping around ones are always going to work yeah better. In- entirely yeah they're, they? they're just they're just more they get your heart racing they're more memorable yeah but this one was like i don't but know it was nicely done it was wasn't it I've, i mean i wrote down it is old-fashioned but when they do it that well you cannot fail to be delighted it's yeah. just lovely to watch it's watching experts do things well yeah it was you great. know even if it's something you don't think you like watching it done well you go oh lovely oh, fair enough like watching someone carve a spoon you know i've got no interest in that but if, oh i'd love to i'd love to carve a spoon was, if it, i bet it's on youtube it'll be 12 minutes and it'll just look like a knife going through butter there's oh. a bloke in hackney Barn the Spoon. Barn the Spoon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we should all go and watch it. Let's go and see Barn the Spoon. <laughs> when the podcast ends, all of us head down Barn the Spoons. Yeah. Don't tell him why we're there. Just no. stay outside and stare in. There we go. We'll set, we'll set a date. 
Welcome to All Rather Mysterious, the podcast that aims to unlock the mysteries of the past with the key of fact. My name is John Rain. My name is Eleanor Morton. My name is David Reed. I'm doing the man in the iron mask. Mm. Oh, Lord Lucan. The Hollinwell incident. The Versailles time slip of 1901. Tamam should. Who was Caspar Hauser? The Dyatlov Pass incident. Mm. I just said it. Yeah, I've no idea how you pronounce it. It sounded right. Dyatlov. 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 I'll be doing some uh, deeply uh, culturally sensitive accents throughout <laughs> this. Uh, Russians don't listen to things. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Kelvin and Oti then came back out for their, their Paso. Um, they danced to Seven Nation that's a, Army. That's a Paso Doble. Yeah. But it's called a Paso. Y- yeah, because people are very busy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't and think and because it's it's your friend. Yes. I don't think it's there's a Paso single. I'm not sure. There might be. Well, I think we should invent it if there isn't It'd one. It'd be great if someone just comes out and does the Paso Doble, but without a partner. And that's <laughs> what it is. It'd be amazing. Paso Single. Uh, they danced to Seven Nation Army, which um, the White Stripes. Which, yeah. Um, I thought this week... Because it's election week, I thought, oh, that's quite interesting. Because I, you know that as well from the chant, oh, Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah, quite. Yeah. And and they and they got a bit of a chant, didn't they? When they came, yeah, back they, up. they got oh, Kelvin and OT. But I thought it'd be great if everyone had turned around and just started chanting, oh, Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> but it is funny when you put someone who's the best dancer and you do it with a song which has a little bit of you know left leaning politics. I was like, yeah, good, mm, happy with that. Interesting. Well there's, done, there's BBC. BBC balance. Oh, yeah. There are colonels listening to this all up and down the country, writing to the BBC now, furious. Yeah. Demanding uh, Ofcom take action. They probably needed to put Angela Rip on in after that just to distract them. <laughs> yes. Dear BBC, I... Oh, oh, oh hello. Oh, oh. Nothing. <laughs> my, my monocle steamed up. <laughs> um, again, this, this you know, was a, a beautiful dance, this. Kelvin was wearing a top that was sheer. Essentially netting. Yes. And a leather cummerbund. <laughs> which was distracting. Yeah. It is funny but, because I do sort of think if he had his chest bare... You'd yep. sort of go, that's fine. But putting the gauze over it made it 30 times naughtier. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Being able to see his nipples immediately, you'd be like, nipples. Yep. Under the gauze, you go, like, oh, are those naughty, are those, naughty mm, Calvin. Sneaky nipples. <laughs> Someone's got a dark mm. side. Someone's got a slightly hairy chest, but how hairy? We don't. We just don't know. We just you, don't know. You see what I mean? That's actually acceptable because he's the only person you can oh, legitimately God, sexually harass. Wow. He's got lovely arms, hasn't he? <laughs> he has long. Blimey. Long. Oh, good Imagine arms. Imagine the stuff he could get off your shelves. Oh. oh. Oh, he's the dream. Kelvin, Kelvin, can you get the Christmas lights? I've already done it, but you're still sitting down. <laughs> long arms. <laughs> 
<laughs> like Mr. Fantastic, Ooh, Fantastic Four. Watch, watch me do this. <laughs> he, uh, I, I thought this was absolutely fantastic. They are the only dancers in this series who have any sort of like sexual chemistry. Do you think they're doing it? I, I wish they were, but. That I have seen like his family videos he's done, oh, and okay. he, his wife seems delightful. His children are wonderful, and he oh, seems okay, cool. like a really nice guy. So I don't think he is, but I sort of hope. I hope. I hope they do it briefly, maybe twenty minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and no one ever finds out. I just think that'd be good for them. Has there been? Because obviously the podcast is called the Curse of Strictly. And the is. famous, the famous Curse of Strictly yeah, is yeah. doing it. Yep. Had we started last year. Oh. We would have been talking a lot more about that. Yeah. yeah. When we started it, the idea was we wanted to do a Strictly podcast that looked into not just the sort of the, the front end of it, but looking at the stuff yeah. that's in the... Uh, <laughs> it's already infecting me. Um, the, um, it looks, you know, but looked at the stuff that happens behind the scenes, which the BBC never, ever talk about and they hate to address. And they only address it with like they did last year with the Sean Walsh and Katya thing. Yeah. When it, they were still active in the competition and it became the elephant in the room that they had to do well we thought well you know we'll be able to talk all about that how exciting would it have been to do it last year well i mean everyone's behaved perfectly this year really thanks gang appreciate that so no one's been doing it well apparently not no i think i think there were a couple of i I had my sense i just felt there were a couple of couples who might have been who people who went out in the midway point i'm not i'm not even going to say who they are i think i probably oh come on no no, i just do you know what it was and it's exactly like ali your fiance said Mm. bad chemistry when they're on tv and they just they wouldn't look at each other they wouldn't touch each other and you sort of go that's what people in offices do when they've had affairs yes where you go why are they being sort of so off they never even clock each other you sit in the room and they don't look at each other and you go ah course <laughs> doing it <laughs> um this was a, a you know just a good they, they they move together so well kelvin and ot and that that lends yeah, itself it's, to you going just I, I would you know I, I don't want to watch you having sex but i would like you to have sex because i think you both be really good at it um, <laughs> and they were sort of a bit sculptural and it was it was really really good i like the contemporary stuff when it feels much more fresh and yeah you know i like the idea that the dancers are going this is the stuff that i like doing now rather than yeah I'm gonna and have to fit into a mold and there's a story mm. so with a waltz the story is yeah i'm doing a waltz yes. <laughs> but with other stuff yeah you can go we're two spurned lovers pulled yeah. apart by circumstance but we're going to come back out oh, and the year is 3250 <laughs> you know <laughs> but yeah you're absolutely right the waltz is basically going can we go around the room holding hands without falling over for a minute and a half yeah so all the yeah all the, th- the thought processes in in pass or whatever is mm. i am the sexy one and you yeah. are the sexy one as well but you are a bull you're a sexy bull and i'm gonna oh and maybe you will kill me but maybe you will not and in the waltz the thinking is one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. What if two handkerchiefs had a dance? <laughs> yeah, just, uh, it's a strange one, isn't it? Uh, the judges again here were trying to manage expectations for Kelvin. And I think it, you don't really want in the semi-finals to get two forties because then you're going into the final. Final and yeah. Right. Where, where can you go? And I think he will. Two fifties. <laughs> or two 15s it's gone terribly <laughs> i think they are managing expectations but i think i think i think next week in the final he is going to absolutely have a clean sweep of the board i think he's going to get right. his 40s that makes sense yeah it really does uh, and then we have the last two dances we'll quickly go through chris and karen do a not a sexy rumba they do a friendly rumba they make that clear in in advance because they do not have the ability to do oh the sexy yeah thing. it was a best best friendly rumba best friends rumba Oh, everyone's being I mean, friend zoned. Yeah, they're really trying to make this podcast not work. That's 
a sort of in-depth way of telling someone you don't fancy them. Isn't Let's it? just do a best friends Look, rumba. I think the best thing for this relationship is we do 13 weeks on Strictly Come Dancing. And at the end of the 13 weeks of being close together and our bodies constantly being, you know, mashed together and us spending all our time together, I will say I'd like to do with you a best friends rumba. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, excuse me, do you want to dance? Well, only if it's a best friends rumba. <laughs> oh, that's heartbreaking, isn't it? <laughs> and they'd also dressed, you know, she was dressed beautifully and they had him dressed. He looked a little bit like he was off to a mate's birthday party in a in a pub he just he had a sort of hawaiian shirt on that was a bit ill-fitting do you think he knew out the packet do you think he'd put that on after the judge's comments at the first because just like well i'm i'm gonna have time to make that birthday yeah, party now absolutely I, i'm probably gonna just nip straight out after this i won't even wait for the result you know I, I really felt for her she also again once again was all dressed up and he's dragging her down not just in his dancing but yeah what he's wearing there was a bit where he, he pulled her backwards mm. he did that quick walk backwards pulling yeah. your partner along and that felt like the bit the bit of dancing he'd done yes it did you look at them and they're like a couple that you know and you're just going you know we used to say go you've you've done well mate you're batting above average and then you're sort of going yeah I mean it's definite she really wants to get out of this you know yeah, this, is, this is really awkward <laughs> apparently they're doing salsa classes to try and spice things up but, oh. they, they got 28 for for this dance I mean, I mean Craig gave them a 4 and then they got three eights. And I think that was Craig's uh, putting his foot down and going. He was making up for giving them a higher score he than was. Bruno, wasn't he? Yeah, he really was. And that, that four was a thumpingly bad mark at this stage in the competition. That doesn't happen, surely. In Not a, a really. Four in a semi-final. No. And, and really, you only got those sort of marks when you were a joke act who was in much, much, much too long. And then Craig would be in going four and, you know, everyone would be sort of going, mm, fair enough. But this one just felt, it was obvious he was going to go home this week. Yeah. And it just feels like to sort of go, here's my last mark for you, it's a four. You know, give him a six, he's still going to go home. Yeah, you there know, is that. He's doing, come on, he's doing a best friend's rumba. Don't, <laughs> don't tread on his balls on the way out. No, and uh, oh, poor Karen Howard, she, she really did look... I mean, this is this is one of those great. You realise that Karen Harrow is never going to be an actress because throughout the whole of this, she absolutely had the look of, I can't believe we're going home from minute one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Karim and Amy then do their final dance, uh, and it's the final dance of the show. They did an American Smooth. I've worked so hard, said Karim. I don't understand what that means. No, neither do I. An American Smooth. Again, I think it's slightly that 1940s thing, where it's a style of dancing where they came over and, he's dancing like some kind of American Smooth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, They danced to Sweet Caroline by by Neil Diamond. I like that bit. That was nice. This again was a bit friend-zony, wasn't it? Yeah, very friend-zony. I didn't... Mm -hmm. That was... And that was... Was that another one? where there was a bit of waiting at the yes. beginning. There yep. was a bit of there waiting was. at the And then there was the awkward, we're looking at each other on the log and she's going to say, oh, Karim, the night's been wonderful, but I've met a boy um, <laughs> yeah. at an outward bound centre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was sitting outside her caravan and he he seemed to be... There didn't need to be a prop there, did the they? The littlest hobo yes. turning up. It was a bit odd. Yeah. And then they danced very nicely, but I didn't. I was bored by this this dance a little bit. As was Kevin. That was possibly my favourite uh-huh. bit of the whole show because I, I became slightly obsessed with the dancers stood around at the back. Gotcha. When they were doing the Claudia. And, well, two things. Yeah. So there's the running up the stairs, yep. which I think is the most horrible bit of the whole thing. Because <laughs> obviously you think about, oh, what would I do? You know, what, yeah. would, what would be the most scary bit running up the stairs Isn't after it the thing? That there's a television show that's over split levels. 
It's the first ever <laughs> split level telly show. Top, no, Top of the Pops was split level. True, that's Cindy true. Lauper ran up and and played drums on the <laughs> gantry. But yeah, the, so there's the running up the stairs, which is, is the most horrifying thing for me because mm. I would absolutely <laughs> stack it every stack time, it and <laughs> lose teeth. Um, but there was something brilliant about dancers who are no longer in it, standing mm. around at the back, mm. looking so bored. <laughs> Kevin was picking at his fingers <laughs> while Claudia was interviewing Karim and Amy. It was, and it was, and he like a couple of times, like he was picking at his fingers, and then looked up when the scores came through and applauded, and then went back to his fingers. <laughs> I noticed actually after this dance, Amy turned to the other dancers in there when they came up. And she was very much going, was it all right? Was it all right? Which is, a you don't normally see people doing that. That's mm. the sort of first time I've seen that. But when people are doing that, you're going, oh, you felt in your heart that was not right. You just, Ooh. something about it was lacking. Yeah. Oddly, the scores didn't seem to reflect that. There were nine, a 10, a nine and a 10 for 38, which were high. That's but I think, good. I think what they, of course, want to do is they just slightly want people to go, that Karim is overmarked. He's not as good as Kelvin. And so this is all part of their attempt to make sure that he doesn't win in the final. <gasps> Why are they? But This is just... Just supposition. Oh. They might not be doing that at all. They might. They might be really I mean, they're nice. Quite, they're probably quite sneaky, though, aren't they? I think you've got to be. I would be. Yeah. If I was running Strictly Come Dancing, I would be very sneaky about it. What would your sneaky thing be in the in this week? Oh, I'd have sex with Karen Clifton. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, this the, the, the dance that Karim and Amy did was the judges really liked it. They they sort of loved it, but none of them were ra- raving about it. None of them were excited by it. Yeah, didn't care. No, about it absolutely. They were like, yeah, oh, it was so good, so good. Yeah, yeah. but um, didn't yeah. have the magic sort of. Amy then sort of really. You're like a little brother to me. Yeah. I hope Karim's not in love with her. Oh, God, imagine on telly. I know. Absolutely shunted. Totally best friend rumbered. (laughs) (laughs) That was the semi-finals of Strictly. We're going to go to the finals next week. That is exciting. Carrie, you've only seen the one episode this series. Yes. Who is going to be your winner and who is going to be in second and third place? I'm intrigued by Julia's theory about Emma Barton and Anton. yeah and, mm. and and good old Tony Beak yeah because <laughs> um, that's quite that's quite smart it's a good story it isn't is a it? good story and if you're the producers you can actually let him go then yeah on a big but high I think if I were if I were the sneaky producers I would this week swap some people over mm. and have Anton dance with Kelvin <laughs> just to be absolutely sure <laughs> and this is a great way won. as well to get into the issue they've had about same-sex dancers oh. which I think will be coming next year so yes. this would be a great way to launch that and given that the one thing I have seen about Strictly this year is that 200 complaints to the BBC or to Ofcom yes, yeah. about a- about two male dancers yeah yeah. I mean it's 100% you know obviously people have the right to decide what they want but 100% I, I hope those people basically have really bad groin pain <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something that wouldn't make me the bad guy there yeah. I was trying to keep it nice enough that it was but I really I really do hope it has ruined their Christmas oh absolutely and I I hope, yeah. I hope they lose all their pens. I hope their front door lock breaks. And I hope one day they wake up and become nice. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, be the good, best thing. Wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm going to... It's worth saying, so Julia has made it clear to me that if she was a betting woman, which let me tell you she is, she made a lot of money in the first week of this podcast, <laughs> that uh, James Cracknell would be the first person to be evicted. Oh. And he was. She would put her money on M. Barton and, and Anton Dubeck. I imagine you'd probably get the best odds for them as well because they seem outsiders to me. Yeah, I think they're, they're, they look like number threes. Yep, and I think the most exciting thing that can happen next week is a final between Kelvin and Emma Barton 
big brackets, Anton, Anton, Anton. I think this uh, this big fight between Anton and Kelvin is the best way the final could Maybe go. Maybe just have a fight between Anton <laughs> yes. and Kelvin. Because it is probably Kelvin, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, th- I think it is. Except you can't trust the British public. Exactly. As and we'll it, find out this it, coming Thursday. If you've been pretty much the favourite since the day you danced on the first show, yeah. to be the favourite 15 weeks later, there's something about us that we, as a nation... We don't like to go the obvious, safe and decent thing to do is to vote for Kelvin. We tend to like to go, here's a hand grenade and it's ruined everything. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray for us! (laughs) (laughs) It's a hell of a voting week, isn't it? Isn't it just... Carrie Quinlan, thank you so much for coming in. Did you actually enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Yeah, yeah I did. Um, it's long. It is, isn't it? But I did enjoy it, and I don't. I I'm, I'm glad I've come in at this stage where the dancing's really good. Yes, because yeah. I think the bits where they try and do comedy. Oh yeah. Oh quite. Oh. oh what do you hear for the first small week? Small little fist in my chest. Yeah, <laughs> you're here for the first week. You get thirteen dances, one off the other, and it's all basically people have done three weeks training. And it is just like, it's like going to a community centre. <laughs> it really is. It's appalling. It's still absolutely the reality competition show I do. A hundred percent. I think you'd be really good at it as well. Oh, I'd be terrible. I think you'd be great. No, I'd be absolutely, I'd, I'd be out in about week three. Uh-huh. Um, because people would feel sorry for me early on. Um, but I'd, I'd really love to do it. And I, and I would stack it on the stairs. No question. Absolutely no question. That is almost, for me, that would be a thing. If I was a producer and I heard you say, I will guarantee that I'll knock my teeth out on the stairs, <laughs> I would, I would yeah. find it impossible not to immediately put a call through to your agent. Fair enough. <laughs> So, uh, thank you very much for joining us. We do appreciate it. It's finals week next week, so make sure you've got your champagne ready uh, because this is finally over. Do you mean your champagne? (laughs) So, until next week, dear friends, keep listening, subscribing, subscribing, the five star reviews, and and dancing. Together. Together. Uh, uh, that's what they do. And Julia will be back and she's actually, you know, knows what she's talking about. So, you know, good luck, everyone. Yeah, I mean, she thinks Emma Barton's going to win, but apart from that, it's all fine. <laughs> Bye. Bye. GreatBigOwl.com Hello, my darlings. It's me, Anna Mann, actress, singer, welder. Gotta have a backup. I've been in everything, my darlings, and I've been cut from most things. However, I will not be cut from one thing, and that is my own podcast, Talking to Actors with Anna Mann, where I meet those rarest of creatures, the actors. That's Talking to Actors on The Great Big Owl. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.